podcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dubac Discussion Podcast, your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews, with your hosts, TJ Bowser, Logan LeBegg, and Jared Bachman-Stubbs. purple what's up guys and welcome to episode 33 of the do back discussion podcast this is your host tj bowser and joining me as always is jared the dark jedi and joke the rogue welcome boys for another exciting episode of the do back discussion podcast today is october 16th 2018 we are 176 days from star wars celebration chicago and 430 days from Star Wars Episode Nine. So, guys, tell me about your week. Jared, start us off. Uh, I have much going on this week other than the fact that my brother, who is also named Logan, his birthday is tomorrow. So happy birthday to my favorite long-ass numpty. Um, other than that, that's about all I have going on this week. Oh, and, oh, and Soul Calibur Six comes out on Friday. So, uh, no one fucking bother me. <laughs> Soul Calibur 6. Logan? Um, my week is going to be very busy this week, but it was kind of a good weekend. Uh, Seahawks won against the Raiders, which I was really happy about because if we had Sports lost ball. to the Raiders. Because if they, because the Raiders got in overtime with the Browns, if the Seahawks hadn't beat them, I, I would have probably cried. Uh, but Seahawks won, but sadly, the Seahawks owner and Trailblazers owner and co-founder of uh, Microsoft, Paul Allen, passed away, so that really sucked. And then this week is just going to be busy. I have like a midterm, an oral exam, uh, reading guide, quiz, thing with Bob, another test, and a biology lab. So that's a rough week. And like, it's I won every single day, and I, and I already got the midterm done, so yeet. We're proud of you, son. Thank you, brother. So I got a General Veers on eBay, and then I found, <laughs> and then I found a Mimbin Stormtrooper at Walmart. Uh, I ordered a Jason, uh, well, a Friday the Thirteenth Part Five movie accurate costume with a latex hood. Uh, those are my pickups for this week. Uh, oh, real quick. Speaking of pickups, ex- what's your, what, excuse what, what, me. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. I Continue. You no, I just wanted to say real quick. Um, anybody who uh, listening is in like the Pittsburgh area and you're in the cosplay, uh, hit up catgirlwannabe.cosplay on Instagram. She is a fantastic cosplayer. She is great at what she does, and she's also taking commissions right now. Um, currently, she's working on giving me an upgraded Last Jedi Kylo Kate. So it's going to be made out of like leather and shit. So I have like the nice flowy um, emo Skywalker cape. So uh, if you guys are in the market for some upgrades or just new stuff, period, um, and you don't want to like pay through the nose through a store-bought thing, um, hit up Cat Girl Cosplay on Instagram because she's taking commissions. Cannot recommend her enough. 
Okay. Anyway. Uh, Sorry, you talking about pickups made me think of that. And I was like, oh, hey, this is also a thing I did this week. Sorry. I went and got my car serviced. Uh, <laughs> and my radio was cutting out. So, <laughs> like, by cutting out, like, it was shutting down and stuff. It was really weird. I got one. I got a new car. So it has, like, the whole fucking dash as a computer. So it kept, like, resetting and shit. And it's not good. So I thought it needed a software update. So I take it there, and the software's up to date. And they put the reasoning in my re- uh, repair order that uh, Imperial Forces are jamming ra- radio signal. So <laughs> uh, it's nice to know that pe- people see me as the Star Wars guy enough to do that for me. <laughs> Definitely made That's my great. day. Uh, yeah. We got a lot of stuff to talk about this week, but how are you guys doing? We're doing. You're doing. We're, we're doing decent. I know Jared had a little rough morning, and Logan has a rough morning every morning. Uh, <laughs> a little bit. I think this bit, podcast should make you guys' mood a little bit better. That always makes me happier to sit here and talk to my my boys every week about Star Wars and other things, Star Wars and some more Star Wars, and maybe sprinkle a little extra Star Wars <laughs> on there. Uh, yeah. All we're missing is like the Bill Murray Star Wars, mm-hmm. nothing but Star Wars. <laughs> oh, All right, Logan, tell All us right. about Resistance because neither yeah. of us have seen the new episode. All right, so this is about <laughs> Resistance episode two, and so so they kind of start out with like like so they bring in a, a Nemoidian, right? So they're bringing back more older like aliens and stuff which i think is awesome because in the first episode they show a whole bunch like Athorians, rodians so like how star wars is actually bringing back the old different aliens from the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy and that's just making me really happy um so we also see a kind of like newer separatist ship like a smaller separatist ship well i guess you could say just nemoidian uh it kind of looked like a new gunray shuttle just a little bit smaller uh, for those people who don't know who what's a newt gunray a new gunray. He was the uh, viceroy of the CIS, the Confederacy of Independent Systems, during the Clone Wars, and uh, he was. For much- those who don't know, what's the Clone Wars? Oh my God, the Clone Wars is when Papa Palps, uh, pretty much, well, Sifo Diaz went to make a army of clones for the Republic, and then Palpatine used that to his advantage by like getting Count Dooku and stuff, and you know made the clones, and then the clones muffed up the droids, and then he was like, execute order 66. What does the and term the muffed up killed. mean? It means like, I don't know, wrecked. <laughs> like you beat Kinda up Kind of like your mother was died. last night? Oh! Fuck! Well, guys, that, that, <laughs> that took effort, TJ. You like... <laughs> You map that was like a Batman esque like <laughs> prep time. Like, okay, I'm gonna set this trap and I'm gonna get him talking until he uses the word wrecked. <laughs> and then I'm gonna pounce on the motherfucker. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm done with my mom jokes, but I'm sure. Well, thank you guys for having me on this episode. I'll see you guys. <laughs> systematically destroying your life uh yeah so you're talking about the cis and the ship uh so explain a little bit more about that logan well the ship is like it's really close resembling the old uh cis shuttle there wasn't really too much to it just uh kaz was kind of trying to fix it up 
and the Nemoidian was getting really pissed off at him. And then we realized later that the Nemoidian was actually a pirate spy, uh, and he was, and they're talking about, like, uh, was it Triple Dark? Which is like a big giant storm that comes in, so he's like, Triple Dark is clear or something, and then he leaves, and then pirates show up, and they start shooting at the platform, and so they're like, oh, it's the pirates, it's the pirates. And now this happens, like, almost all the time, so they have, like, all these systems set up to fight against them, and they bring out the racers to fight against them as well. And we get a couple good shots. We see an old Imperial shuttle that kind of looks, like, jumbled together, like, you know, the junk, like, what is it, the uh, junk ships, I think they were called? Okay. Uh, like with Poe Dameron and stuff. Uh, it kind of looked a lot like those. There was a couple other ships that looked like little tiny, like uh, smaller pirate ships that looked like um, modified like interceptors, kind of. Just like the wings different and all that, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, we did learn that the pirate leader was named Kragen Gore. He looked like a Quarren. Uh, so that's another older species that they brought back. Um, I I really liked the scene. There was a lot of I just look. I, I just love there, this. Honestly, you want to say that again? You were cutting out there, buddy. I was. You Oof, are. my bad. Um, but pretty much, uh, like the scene was just great. I love how they're actually adding more about ships and stuff because you guys know I love ships. Yeah. I love everything about them, and so we saw just everything happen. And uh, did I talk about Craig and Gore? Yeah, yeah, I did. And so afterwards um we learned that like the the nemoidian is gonna get muffed up don't ah shit (laughs) anyways um (laughs) it's working it's working (laughs) (laughs) but so uh, they go on like a hologram and they talk to von reg and they also talk to captain phasma so we see von reg and phasma together which is uh, pretty cool, I think. And they're pretty much talking to them like, hey, Triple Dark 30 was not a success because this boy, and they're talking about the Nemoidian, he kind of looks like Lockdurd from the Clone Wars. You know, the big fat one. Okay. <laughs> like the defoliator and stuff. He's like, the defoliator! And then he tries to run away from Anakin, and Anakin like lifts him up with the Force. No? I know exactly what you're talking about. I just... Okay. <laughs> The Nemoidians are just such a. Fuck it, they're Salimos. They're all Salimos. <laughs> they're Bantha Fodders. Slightly but, racist, but that's okay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but they're all Asian. It's Queen Amadala herself. <laughs> Queen Amadala. They got up the there veneration we- shaft. <laughs> 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 there we have a conversation. We did. Yeah, yeah like TJ and I did. You weren't on the episode. That was the one where I had like a nervous breakdown about like, I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating and it gets everywhere. Darth Vader said that. Queen Amadala herself. I'm fucking dead. We can't even report the news anymore because we're too full of references. <laughs> okay. All right. But anyways, this was in this scene. It was Captain Phasma's first appearance. You know, it's like. Wait, and, voiced uh, I think by Gwendolyn voiced, Christ- yeah, voiced by Gwendolyn Christie. Oh, I know. Phasma bro. herself, people. It doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, Keep isn't uh, Poe Dameron also voiced by Oscar as Isaac? well? Uh, Oscar yeah. Isaac, yeah, yeah, Oscar it Isaac. Is. Yeah, we'll talk Yeet, about him beat. later. Yeet, beat, and skeet. Okay, 
so that was pretty much the episode uh there was like a pirate attack and we kind of learned more about the team and kaz and uh i i really liked it uh you guys should definitely watch it soon what have you found out who the traitor is yet the traitor we do not know yet the traitor is fn2187 he betrayed the first (laughs) order i'm dead i think i think the traitor may or may not be the all right i i'm between two people You're giving yourself a lot of margin for error there i think it could be but it could also very well not be but i'm not very sure about what i'm saying so i think i think it's i think it's yeager or it's the like owner of the entire like platform the i don't okay. know that guy i feel like so, those guys are the traders at the end of season one and you're wrong uh <laughs> who, who's who's kazuda's dad What's the importance of him? I don't, I don't think know. he's a senator. I oh here oh oh oh! I said I had a theory last week, and you said <laughs> save it for next week. Shoot it in my mouth. I think <laughs> gladly, Daddy. I think that's what TJ's mom said last oh! night. Oh! What the fuck? Oh, the tables have turned. <laughs> um, I think that at some point during this season we are going to see the destruction of the Hosnian system. And I think Kaz's father is going to get space dusted. He's going to be yoinked like Jen Urso and yeah. Hey, we don't know if she died on that planet or not. So. Oh my God. What? Yes, she did. What did you just say? We don't, don't know. Even TJ, what is this fuckery? <laughs> We literally saw them get sucked up by the blast. Yeah, really. they get caught up in the like black backsplash. If they didn't get disintegrated, just the fucking radiation. The radiation and the fact that like all of the dirt and ground and everything and the fucking ocean they were right next to <laughs> and the is going to kick up. So either they're going to get crushed by the water, crushed by the rocks, crushed by everything else. And drowned and vaporized. They die like five times right there. (laughs) Okay, continue with your ludicrous. (laughs) Oh, God. Let's be one of those episodes. (laughs) But no, I just think. I I just think that. Kaz's dad's gonna die on Hosnian Prime. Yeah, I think so too. I, really and I think that, I don't. I don't think he's important to the story other than being Kaz's father. I don't think he's related to anybody else. Because and then he started saying, if... "Queen Amadada herself." Over the whole <laughs> <Jesus. game>. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Jared Fogel, uh, please read the the Stop Mandalorian X special connection. I nutted. I nutted. Uh, Okay, so uh, pictures came out from the set of The Mandalorian this past week. And as a lot of people, including uh, Johnny Grosso on the Rogue One podcast for winners, um, was pointing out that the blaster on the back of The Mandalorian looked kind of like the blaster that uh, Boba Fett had in the holiday special. John Favreau confirmed that it is, in fact, the blaster rifle from the holiday special. Um, here, let me try to find, I can't remember the name of it now off the top of my head. 
But not only is uh, the sexy giant piece of machinery in the show, they also have Will Rowhood's ice cream maker from Bespin. So Star Wars Explained is going to be very happy about that. But the blaster itself is an ambin phase pulse blaster. Uh, it's a medium-ranged weapon with a fork prod at the end. Um, so, like, it's basically like a medium-ranged rifle with a scary-ass bayonet on the end. Sure, pretty much, dude. I wonder if we're going to see this, like... I really want to see this, like, in action so bad right now, honestly. Oh, I'm sure you'll use it. This, boy, yeah. I mean, this boy's harder than a slab of concrete on a hot summer day. You know I, feel, I feel like this rifle could literally be a sniper and probably have a switch to just become, like, an automatic rifle or something like that. Is or that your professional rifle. See, I don't want to see him... I don't want to see him use this rifle too much, though, because, like, when they describe him as a gunslinger, I'm thinking he has, like... He probably has a everywhere. <laughs> like I'm thinking, like he has a chest holster, hip holster, <coughs> holsters. Like he has this, like, like handguns. No, everywhere. I, I feel I, I view think. this entire series like a western. Yeah, yeah, dude. and that's what I'm saying. Is like I want him to only use that gun selectively. Now, I want if to you look most, at the photo, it kind of looks like he might have a holster on his le- on his uh, well, his right, my left. Yeah. I just say I want him to use those more than that. Yeah, just because like in and my what mind, if this I just sh- what if this shoots actual bullets, kind of like the uh, the Tuscan Raiders slug throwers? Oh yeah, and also like the cycler rifle. Yeah, yeah. And... Well, no, it doesn't look like it because look at the barrel. Like look at the end. Yeah, of the barrel. That, looks, that looks like it give off give yeah, off like, a, like yeah that vertical carbon scoring. Oh. Yeah, that's carbon scoring. So the yeah, prod at like... the end, do you think it's just uh, like a focusing thing? To extend, I think range. it could be. I think it could be both used as a focusing thing and also like an electro staff. I yeah, feel like you fuck, feel with, like, you fuck with I, Crabbo, you get Stabbo. Yeah, <laughs> I could see one scene him just like shooting at someone, and someone comes up behind him, and he has to use that as a staff and kick their ass. Okay. Like I, I, ooh, man. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's literally everything. But do you want to go go into the detail about the Wilra Hood thing? Please. <laughs> oh yeah. So um, again, I can't take credit for this. I am among the people. Like I knew about it, but I didn't know much about it. So Wilro Hood is one of the people who are seen like running out of Bespin whenever Lando was like, "Hey, the Empire's here! Run for your life!" Um, and Wilro Hood is this black guy who's just running, carrying this like white <laughs> box-looking thing, and. Again, in theaters, no one noticed it. And then as time went on and the re-releases and the special editions and better picture quality, people just started noticing that he was just running with an actual, like, real-life ice cream maker. Um, Will Hood's kind of become one of those, like, very tag-and-bink kind of goofy characters that have been given way too much importance in the story, but only because it's such a meme to do it. Um but they showed that the ice cream maker was on set, and it's awesome. <laughs> it makes me happy. Is Stormy Daniels' real name Stephanie Clifford? Yes. Did she have to give all the money back to Donald Trump? <laughs> Fucking hell. I mean, after this one, <laughs> book deal. Okay, we're done. We're done there. Here's here's Jared. Start to check Twitter. 
all the money from her book deal probably no, made up for apparently the all the, she all, had she's going to use all the money from her Kickstarter where all of the people uh, <laughs> tried to help her with this fucking thing. So all the money that she got paid, she has to give back now. Oh. It's the first time that Donald Trump It's the first time in history that somebody Got a refund from a hooker Federal judge throws out Stormy Daniels Lawsuit versus Trump. Trump is entitled to full legal fees. Great, now I can go after. Oh my god! <laughs> she has to pay it back. <laughs> oh my god! Great, now I can. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Let me get in the character so I can read this tweet. Queen <laughs> Amadala, Oh, please read it, please. Federal judge does out Stormy Daniels' lawsuit against Trump. Trump is entitled to full legal fees at Fox News. Great. Now I can go after Horseface and her third-rate lawyer in the great state of Texas. She will confirm the letter about the letter she signed. She knows nothing about me. A total con. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. We're going to build his wall. Okay, so I'm going to it's gonna be huge. It's gonna be huge. That's what TJ Swamp said last night. Oh anyway, Chuck Wending, I'm gonna talk about this. Oh Jesus Christ. So right, this right, week, right. if you've been out if you follow me on any forms of social media, you can see <laughs> I, uh, I was very outraged at this whole Chuck Wending thing. I was very, very upset. Uh who the fuck fires someone over having a supposed SJW agenda? Well, fuck you, Marvel. Because of his agenda, he was fired because he told homos to go fuck themselves. Let's be honest. It was the agenda thing. Marvel, you suck. Your live action movies suck. They're nothing compared <gasps> to the DC. Oh, no, 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 no. Yes. Oh, no. Yes. no there, was a, there was a conversation to be had here, but do not go after the MCU. <laughs> DCU MCU is, is superior in every way. No, it's not. Have you watched an animated movie? Yeah. yeah They're we're better than any live action. action. <laughs> no. Whatever. We're not doing this. Yep. Anyway, the fuck only Marvel. Good, the only good DC character is Aquaman. Last week, Marvel sacked Chuck <laughs> Wendig from the two other Star Wars books, in his own words, being political and vulgar on Twitter. The internet has had a lot to say about it, although the writer has urged his followers not to worry. I, I'm hearing an echo, and Jared, you're breathing like you're eating the microphone. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I'm like, I was like trying to get turned around, and I'm sorry. Okay, why do I hear an echo? Does somebody not have uh, headphones in? I have headphones in. I have headphones in. Well, turn me down a little bit, then. Offering their encouragement, Doctor Strange... Co-screenwriter Robert Cargill and Vision comic writer Chelsea Kane are amongst the industry figures who have railed him, railed, rallied behind him. Unfortunately, there's a conjugate of fans that haven't been so kind. Over the weekend, Wendig appeared at the inaugural Bucks County Book Festival in Doylestown, Pennsylvania for a sci-fi fantasy panel alongside fellow writer Fran Wilde. Picture choking him above. Okay. 
whatever you're into. Wendig and Wild, <laughs> both Pennsylvania natives. Really? Discussed a variety of topics, introducing how fantasy writers can discuss success outside the genre. Once had been pigeonholed by their audience as well as their concept of ga- of genre fiction still has any really meaning. When his firing came up, Wendig used the opportunity to expound on the dark side of social media that plays a role in his life over the last three years. Okay, we're not going to go into like too much detail because if you're anywhere on Twitter, if you're anywhere on uh, social media, I'm sure you see this everywhere. Twitter is literally busting at the seams from this bullshit. Uh, I don't know. They ruined his career. I mean, I'm, I'm sure somebody else will pick him up, but he's not writing Star Wars anymore, and that's fucking shitty. Well, here's my thing with this whole situation, and this is kind of like the whole shitstorm that happened with uh, James Gunn. Um, and it's not about the agenda itself, I think. I think it's about his response to the fans. But I will say this much. I think it is incredibly hypocritical of Disney and Marvel to axe Chuck Wendig for actively saying, hey, assholes like the quartering and other fucktards and uh, fucking geeks and gamers and people like that. Fuck them. You know, who are like, oh, you're putting your agenda in my Star Wars. No, I don't want <laughs> I don't want non-straight people in Star Wars. Like for him looking at those people and saying, hey, you fucking infant, go home, sit down, take a nap and stop talking and telling those people to shut up is a bad thing and a fireable offense and y'all know I'm no fan of the president, and I'm a big fan of Mark Hamill, and I'm a big fan of Mark Hamill making fun of the president. I'm also a big fan of Mark Hamill making fun of, like, the crazies who support the president <clears throat> and the people who are crazy about that. <clears throat> so if Mark Hamill's going to take shots at people, and Mark – and, like, <laughs> we haven't fired Luke Skywalker – that's kind of fucky to me. Okay. You know, and I think that a lot of the times it's people who don't like what someone has to say politically to the point where they start this kind of like astroturf bullshit uh, outrage. It was the same thing that happened with James Gunn, uh-huh. you know, where like everyone was like, oh, like James Gunn got into a political argument on Twitter and then the same guy he was arguing with broke this story about these really dark jokes he made a thousand years ago on Twitter. <laughs> Enough to the point where Disney fired him from Guardians 3. Same thing here. It was like people got so up in arms about Chuck Wendig all of a sudden. Yeah. That it's like, oh, well, can't have you on Shadow of Vader anymore. You know, it's a, it, it's a double standard that, like, Disney has clearly made up their mind as to who they are willing to lose and who they are not. Like, I don't – Robert Downey Jr., if he started just saying some shit like this, I don't see them getting rid of Iron Man anytime soon. You know, like, it's 
it's fucked up. They yeah. should not have fired Chuck Wendig and this bullshit like uproar and then being afraid of this microcosm of the fan base disgusts me. And these people who are feet are fervent enough to want to get this person fired because they spoke out politically and they just do it loud enough that Disney listens. It, it, it's, it's frustrating and I, I don't like it at all. Logan. Yeah, man. Like, I don't know. I feel like they should have just kept, I feel like they just should have kept him in like with the whole James Gunn thing as well. Like, it's just stupid how they're just firing directors, like, back and forth. Like, and people who are writing good stories. Like, Chuck Winding did amazing at writing. Like, what did he write? The Aftermath? The, the Aftermath? Yeah, aftermath the Aftermath trilogy, yeah. Yeah, the Aftermath trilogy. I thought I said meth for a second. I was like, Wait aftermath. A minute. <laughs> aftermath. The Aftermath trilogy! I think that's what you call Mark. rehab. <laughs> but, but anyways. I was like, going to say, know. he's a Pennsylvania native. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, like, they can't just be firing all these people. It's just getting fucking irritated. Like, let them write their fucking stories. Let them direct the movies they want to, honestly. It's just getting fucking annoying. Because, like, this is a, like, there's a big difference between this and, like, and this is just an example, and you guys may have not have even agreed with her firing, but, like, there's a big difference between someone saying, hey, quit being a homophobe you dipshit. And like Roseanne saying some racist shit on Twitter. And it wasn't her, her fault. It was pill. the medicine. Yeah, it was a sleeping <laughs> pill. Yeah, it was the Ambien. The Ambien made her racist. Um, Side effect of Ambien is not racism, ma'am. <laughs> I want that on a shirt. I just want that tweet on a shirt. But like, that's what I'm saying. Is like, there's a big difference between those two. Chuck Wendig was not actively attacking people. You know what I mean? Nor was James Gunn. He was not actively like, hey, here is this deliberately offensive, hurtful thing to an entire group of people who are going to see this tweet. It's bullshit. They just they get cold feet and they get afraid of this microcosm of the fan base that just doesn't fucking matter. I got a question for you, Jared, before we move on. Yes. Are you off your high horse? I was never on a horse. Okay. Uh, Reddit is back at it again with the spicy leaks for Battlefront Two. We got a we got a glimpse of uh, General Grievous. That that the the noise you are hearing now is Logan tugging the Puda. uh, I'm super excited about this. It looks excellent. I mean, oh, oh, he looks he looks terrifying. Like this shit's gonna haunt you in your dreams. I'm gonna nut. We just go fucking silent. Thanks, guys. Okay. I, I, because you didn't even say it with like an ounce of irony or humor. Oh, you were just so matter of fact about it. <laughs> you said it like you were asking for a glass of water. Be like, oh hey, the weather's nice out. I'm gonna nut. Like, <laughs> that's the point. Be fucking like, oh yeah. This, this but, okay, gonna nut. Talk, talk about you nutting, Logan. Continue. <laughs> okay. All right. I just want to point out this. Like, who was it? Brad, Braden Gunn was talking about, like, how they should have done the distributions and what he wants for the future. He wants, like, January, Poe and Hux. February, Obi-Wan and Grievous. March, Anakin and Dooku. April, Jen and Krennic. May, L3 Dryden. June, Kane and the Inquisitor. July, Mace Windu, Cad Bane. 
August, Ezra Thrawn, September, Ahsoka Ventures, October, Kaz, Major Von Reg, November, Padme and Tarkin, and then December, Sabine and Pre Vizsla. Padme and Tarkin? I don't know. Well, like, just because I don't. Did they like? No, they never even really met in the Clone Wars, huh? Also, by the time next December comes around, if they're still supporting Battlefront Two, it'll be Episode Nine content. Yeah, but Poe po and Hux, you know. Ooh, maybe we'll get a crushed Phasma skin <laughs> for when Ooh. she comes back and kills Finn. Oh my God, she's not going to come back. Shut up. Yeah, my girl's she dead. Is, she is dead, bad dude. She, TJ's like fuck you. <laughs> oh, also, before we completely move on from, uh, I mean, we did, but just I remembered this little fun fact: Chuck Wendig <laughs> looks exactly like one of my best friend's father. What if he is? And it's, huh? What if he is? If, if. Uh, Chuck Wendig is secretly Andrew Doling, then I'm going to be happy. But Yeah, I just wanted to mention that, that your dad looks like Chuck Wendig, Mike, and I know you listen. I love you, buddy. <laughs> your dad looked like Chuck Wendig. <laughs> well, you know what? At least my dad don't look like Chuck Wendig. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, those, are, those are two very angry nerds arguing in the Bronx yes. right there. Uh, October 12th, which is four days ago, uh, Mr. Jason Ward posted a picture on his website, makingstarwars.net. He said, today we have some interesting set photos from Black Park outside of Pinewood Studios. Stop making background noise. Where Star Wars Episode Nine is shooting. If we followed our coverage of the shot so far, you're not looking at the aftermath of filming. Our source in the era says that filming has concluded and the production now has one week to put the location back to how it was before filming began the most interesting thing that we received today was an aerial photo of an x-wing that is slightly dismantled from the black park location the photo really takes me back to the old greenham common filming days on vii seven could the x-wing be poe damaged <laughs> that was awesome after his black wing? that was great tj <laughs> could the x-wing be poe damaged new ride after his black x-wing has was destroyed in the last jedi we've heard rumors about another famous Star Wars pilot, we do wonder if it could be long to that character. Kaz, <laughs> we've known, sp- we've now spotted the Falcon, this ship at the location. Yes, okay, it was in the ba- past. Also, just a reminder: they are covering the Mandalorian more than I cover mom's fa- Logan's mom's face with uh-huh, sure with better. the baby goo. <laughs> anyway, <Come> on, <laughs> Oscar Isaac. Talked about something. Uh, I'm going to let Jared take this one. Fine, I want to talk about the X-Wing, but I guess not. Fine. Oh, you want to talk about the X-Wing? Talk about what makes it so special to you, Logan? Well, I just like how it's like, like so you know the U-Wing from Rebels? Like they had one U-Wing. It was, God, what's his name? Logan, Logan I got to interrupt you before you keep talking. I I love the way the noise you make when you start a sentence so much. What do you mean? What do you mean? We should go. Ah, 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 and then you start talking. <laughs> I have. I fucking hate you. It's Anyways. awesome. I love you so much. <laughs> oh, let's go on to the next topic. It's fine. Let's <laughs> talk about the X-wing, man. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. He's done. Please. He's done with us. Just, just read it, Jared. Okay. Um. 
And Oscar Isaac was interviewed the other day, and he was talking about how uh, the set and vibe on the set of Episode Nine is a lot more lax this time around, and there's more room for improv and just – it's a more relaxed setting this time around. And, you know, part of me is kind of on the fence about, like, it being too improv and the fact that, like – once you start to improv, your mind is going to settle back into like normal Earth mode and not like yes. I am a Star Wars character. But also, some of the best Star Wars scenes of all time were improved. So we'll see what happens. I love you. I know. Uh, uh, what's going on back? What's going on down there? Uh, everything's fine. Uh, just weapons malfunction. How are you? <laughs> That was another one that was like really good. Fine, no one, no one laughs. Fuck. No, no. I was no, I was trying to follow you up. I was trying to follow you up, bud. Mm-hmm. I got your back. Stormtrooper hitting his head on accident in a new home. <laughs> He's Snoke. Um. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <gasps> oh, my heart. I just, I went to Google what all scenes were improv in Star Wars. Oh, whenever Luke winks at 3PO, that was just Mark Hamill. Oh, man. In Last Jedi. Oh, whenever Holdo. Whenever Holdo's talking to Leia about, like, I can't hold, handle any more loss. Yeah. Uh, uh, fuck. Help, help, help. Aww. Laura Dern. Laura Dern improv that. Sure you can. You taught me how line. <laughs> you know what else was improv? Whenever they put the bag over Churret's head in Rogue One and he goes, are you kidding me? I'm blind. Apparently that was improv. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, bro. So was the scene. Everything. So was the scene when K two S O pimp slaps Cassie and Andor. <laughs> because he laughs in the in the back of it. Yeah, he covers his face. Oh, and speak of the devil, Oscar Isaac. The uh, so who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. Was improv as well. I feel like that was just him, like. Being bad on the script, he's like, "Wait a minute, who talks first? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Like, Wait a okay. minute. Wait, what? There has already been a lot of improv in the sequels, and then there was the I changed my hairline from Leia. <laughs> like, apparently, that's always been improv. Yeah, that's cool. I, I know. like it. I changed my hair. <laughs> article, <laughs> article, Jared." What? Read about Oscar Isaac's improv. Okay. Uh, This is the uh, Star Wars Newsnet article. Oscar Isaac has shared one detail that he feels separates his role in the Episode Nine set from his work on the other previous Star Wars films. There's more freedom with the dialogue and improvisation in his acting. And then he is quoted as saying, the way they've been shooting it right now is looser than it's been the last two times. It does 
it does feel like a relief to get on the set and feel like, oh, we can try things. It's a testament to JJ coming back and feeling confident. There's less pressure for it to be right. We just want to make a good movie and have a really good time while doing it. Um, they also go on to talk about the fact that uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller got fired from Solo in the first place because the movie had too much improv. But they're also comedy directors, so that doesn't surprise me that it got out of hand. And they also said that apparently Alden Ehrenreich couldn't improv, which, like, not everybody can. That is a really, really – it's a difficult talent that you kind of have to refine, and you don't always get a chance to refine it. And, you know, they had to regiment it more. But, I mean, I'm cool with the amount of improv. I mean, you have a great cast of actors, so – I would love to see whatever they do when they're given free reign. Absolutely. Adam, Adam driver, especially. I feel like he'd just cry more anyway. Uh, <laughs> fuck off. Kylo Ren is a fucking badass. Uh, I'm going to talk about candles. Unless Logan wants to talk about candles. Logan, talk about candles. I'm, I don't, don't want to talk about candles. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I will read from here. Ahead of technological advancements, which no one doubt will eventually see us living in the Star Wars galaxy full time, here's another way to immerse yourself in the worlds of Star Wars. Now you can buy Star Wars scented candles with such smells as Trash Compactor, Inside of a Tauntaun, Rancor, and Sarlacc Pit, Bantha Milk, definitely going to get that one, X-Wing Cockpit, Yoda's Cooking Pot, ooh, yummy, Death Star Destroyed, Millennium Falcon, Han Solo Carbonite, and Lightsaber Duel. So, in the New Hope, they got the Wookiee, they got the Bantha Milk, they got the Trash Compactor, X-Wing Cockpit, and Cantina. I'm probably going to try to get that good old Cantina one or Bantha Milk one. In The Empire Strikes Back, they have Lightsaber Duel, Han Solo Carbonite, Millennium Falcon, Inside of a Tauntaun, and Yoda's Cooking Pot. I think I'd go for the Empire. What do you think? I go for the Empire set. Yeah. I want. I want to know what it smells like to be in a lightsaber duel. I want to see what's like inside of a tauntaun. <laughs> I thought they smelled bad. I, on the outside, I, feel like you, I want to you smell what candle. Yoda's been cooking, brother. Like you're trying to have a hot night with your girlfriend. You know. You know. We'll get her all fired up. The inside of a tauntaun. You oh my god! <laughs> I can see it. Like you, you just put on some like like put it's on like TJ's like, mom, brother. Oh. All right. Anyways, yeah, put on like Marvin sure. Gage. I've been really trying, baby. <laughs> Walks over to the candle, flicks the lighter, lights it. Aroma fills up the room. Oh my god, what is that? Baby, I'm about to take you all the way to Hoth. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then for Return of the Jedi, we have Rancor, Sarlacc Pit, Jabba's Palace, Ewok, and Death Star Destroyed. I'm about to get inside you the way Luke got inside that Tauntaun carcass. <laughs> Forcefully. When she open when she opens up her legs and you dig in, I thought it's called bad oh, on the no. outside. <laughs> uh, what have I done? <laughs> Alright, I real quick, now that we're done with the candle story, I just wanna We're going to take a peek behind the curtain for the listeners here. So this is how the show notes are structured. 
Do back discussion episode 33 show notes. Intro, weekly review, resistance rundown with Logan. And then we have the actual stories Mandalorian Xmas special connection, Chuck Wendig scandal, General Grievous art week, episode 9, Orange X Wing. Oscar Isaac says set is more relaxed with improv for episode 9. Star Wars candles. And then the next topic is Star Wars furniture. Look at this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I want the fucking chair, brother. I want that black chair so bad. Let's take a look at this. No, not the not the last one, but the Tie Fighter one, brother. That looks. Ooh, oh, I'm my a fan. God. So let's look at this uh, Star Wars furniture before we get to our emails. Uh, oh boy. Oh, I kind of really want that like pseudo Emperor throne. Yeah, dude. That, that X-Wing thing's X-Wing. pretty cool. I feel like when we get an office, this is what it should be like. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, no, no. You got to have, like, the Emperor chair. Oh, I then... would have the exact replica of the Emperor's chair is what I would do. I would <laughs> do like, every podcast. turns around, just boom. And then, like, you know, like, Dr. Evil and, and Austin Powers, he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, okay. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! I, no, did you know that? Um, what is like this? Wicker? Wicker had to use his feet to yeah. turn the thing. He had it. I do like that Wicker Darth like Vader chair. No, Darth Sidious. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Teacher, I'm still angry at you for saying the MCU is bad. I still can't, <laughs> can't get over that. You, you freaking freak! When will you? I work? can't let it go. I can't let it go. I can't let it go. Okay, so talk about your Star Wars theory. Oh, yeah. They uh, dropped their poster uh, for the uh, fan series. It's really minimal, but it's also like a really sleek and kind of withdrawn design. It's just kind of like Vader holding onto the lightsaber, and it just says Vader presented by Star Wars Theory. It's a really basic poster, but it's still really sleek. It's definitely something I would put on my wall. But, yeah, that's all – in the news for the fan series this week is there's a poster. Oh, and he watched a, he apparently watched the first rough cut of the first episode and it reduced him to tears. Because he was apparently because he said on a live stream he was watching it and then just kind of forgot that he was part of making it and was like, oh my god, this is amazing. So yeah. Stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for an interview with uh Dupree very soon. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's all that's all in the world of Star Wars theory updates. So lastly, Chad Vader wrote in and he Here said Here we go. Hey, what's up my brothers and sisters out there? Time for another Chad Vader segment. Now I've thought long and hard about this, and you know who else likes that? Yep, <laughs> Logan's mom. So, okay, so my last segment was an easy one. Had to test the water, see what makes everyone else tick. But this week, we'll go a little more fun. See, I'm a gamer. Have been since I can remember. We have an old Pong game. Then I got the Atari 2600. When it was the thing to get, ever since then, I've been playing. Being a family man, it's hard to find a lot of time now. But I used to live and breathe gaming. And there have been a lot of Star Wars games, starting from an older arcade shooter and on up to Battlefront 2. I'm curious to know what everyone's favorite Star Wars game is. 
Back in my youth, I put my quarters in the Star Wars arcade game. And let me tell you, it was not an easy game. Fun as hell, though. I played almost every Star Wars game out there, except the Lego ones. Some have been good, some not so good. They've come a long way from their earliest beginnings. So which one is my fave? Not an easy pick. Consider doing a top five, but I can't really narrow it down aside from my top two. Hands down, my top two are easily Knights of the Old Republic. I can agree. These games had it all. Fun action, great storyline, engaging characters, music worthy of being in a movie, RPG elements, I could go on. So which is two which which of the two is my favorite? Well, believe it or not, I love the second one more. Now don't give me too much grief, I absolutely loved Revan. But that made the second one better to me boils down to two things. One is a story about redemption. You're an outcast, trying to piece your life back together. That alone would be awesome. What really made it amazing was that you could train all the other characters to be a Jedi as well. That is basically every Star Wars fan right there. Well, Star Wars fan's dream right there. Maybe the first one had a better story, but this one made it more fun to play. So what everyone else think? What games are worth playing to you? Hell, maybe the Lego games are fun after all. Okay, that's all I have for now. Until next time, this is your Sith Lord, Chad Vader. Shoot, Jared. Uh, I have a lot to say, so Logan, you probably want to go first. Nah, you can go first, brother. I want right. to hear you because when you rant, it gets really entertaining. I fucking love it. <laughs> so, um, I, I think I said this on the show with Johnny. Um, my childhood and kind of entry into Star Wars was shaped by the video games. Um, Star Wars Obi Wan, which for those of you who haven't played it um it picks up like briefly before the events of phantom menace uh and you play as obi-wan kenobi through like a little bit before phantom menace and then through the events of phantom menace and it it, it aged like milk um and it wasn't good to begin with but i enjoyed the shit out of it as a little kid um mostly because the lightsaber combat. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was a really interesting way of doing it where like, instead of it being the X button or the right trigger, it was the, uh, right joystick. So you had like complete autonomy of where you were swinging the lightsaber, which was really interesting and really cool. Um, the, uh, that, and, um, the other funny thing about it was there was a button dedicated to talking, so as you were walking around the level, you could just start talking as Obi-Wan. But the voice actor for Obi-Wan sounded nothing like Ewan McGregor, and I'm pretty sure he was like Norwegian. So it was this really weird like Norwegian Obi-Wan Kenobi, and you could just hit the Y button over and over again. He'd just go, hello, 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 hello. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's a, I'm not sure. And then like if you went up to an alien and you hit the button enough times, he would go – do you understand my language? It was the funniest <laughs> shit ever. <laughs> Loved it so much. There was that, and it had a versus mode um, where you could play as like all of the Jedi Council members at the time, except for Yoda, Opo, Rancisis, and Yarrow Poof, um, for obvious reasons because they're not like normal human humanoid body types. Um, but Star Wars Obi-Wan, I enjoy the hell out of. The Revenge of the Sith video game um, 
independent of nostalgia, is probably my favorite Star Wars game. It's probably a tie between that and The Force Unleashed. Um, but uh, the Revenge of the Sith game, again, uh, like I said before when Johnny was on, the Clone Wars Multimedia Project was like my thing, and that got me in hardcore. Uh, and one of the reasons why I like Revenge of the Sith so much is because the every other time that story has been told other than the movies is way better than the movie. Uh, the book and the video game are much better than the movie. And that game is what I wish the movie was. Like you actually got to see Anakin fighting his way through the temple and it was just horrifying to do it. You know, like it felt weird, but it also felt good. And it felt weird that it felt good to just like fight your way through the Jedi temple. Yeah. Um, and then it had another versus mode, uh, which was a lot, a lot of fun, which I enjoyed the hell out of that. Um, and obviously that infamous alternate ending. Um, and then the Force Unleashed, which everybody likes the Force Unleashed. Um, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I beat that game, I think, 50 times. I would just play and replay that game. And I don't know if I mentioned this before. The first like famous person I ever met at a convention, completely by accident, was Sam Witwer. Yeah, you told us about this on the podcast. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I talked about that, but that was really cool. Um, Sam is super nice and looks exactly like Starkiller, which is awesome. Um, personally, I think what they should do, video game wise, looking towards the future, is they should do. And I, I was thinking about this because um, Soul Calibur Six coming out. Yeah. The only reason I got into Soul Calibur was because the Star Wars guest characters they had in the fourth one. Um, and then I got super into this franchise independent of that. But I think what Disney and EA need to do, if EA is going to hold on to this license, they need to team up with Project Soul and Bandai Namco and make a Soul Calibur style Star Wars fighting game. complete with character customization you can do so much with a star wars fighting game yeah like and i remember we were joking about masters of terrace cause last week and i was thinking about that i was like but a star wars game has so much potential you have so much and like you like i said character customization uh, just do it exactly like Soul Calibur, where it's like, okay, you have to base your character's fighting style off of one of the pre-existing characters. Um, you know, you can the, – the DLC would be a money-making machine because you can do how many different iterations of these characters, outfits and costumes over the years. Um, hell, like really entertain the fans. Like we've seen how much other fighting games have been able to pack into the game dialogue-wise – so like maybe even do a DLC season where you have like certain characters on the other side of the force. Yeah. Have like a redeemed Anakin Skywalker or a evil Luke have Ben solo in the game and a dark side array stuff like that. Like you can do so much with a star Wars fighter. 
then I think it is just a huge waste of potential if they don't do something like that in the very near future. Because that would be a license to print money. But, yeah. The Force Unleashed, Revenge of the Sith, and Obi-Wan, sheerly for the lulls and nostalgia for me. Yeah, man. Um, <clears throat> probably for me, <clears throat> because, you know, I'm a lot younger than you guys, so I have completely different experiences but i remember playing battlefront 2 the 2005 one a lot when i was a kid and how i got introduced to star wars like i told on the podcast with johnny grasso was pretty much my dad showing me a new hope in the original trilogy and then the prequels and uh so i played battlefront 2 a lot and i just loved how it showed like different parts because revenge of the sith was one of my favorite movies as a child i just loved seeing like the beginning story of darth vader and uh how he became him and what happened with padme and with luke and leia and all that stuff. So I really loved Revenge of the Sith. So when the Battlefront 2 campaign kind of goes through that kind of stuff, like around in the Clone Wars, I just enjoyed it. And that's how I got my love for the Clone Wars. So when the Clone Wars movie came out, I was really hyped for that because I thought I was going to see some of this stuff. Like we, like you could play on Maegita, which I believe was like the first mission that you play on Kashyyyk. And then like you have the, the different space battles. And like you said before, you get, you get to be Anakin going through the Jedi Temple slaughtering Jedi which and, should not be as satisfying as it is. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's pretty satisfying. And uh, so you see that and then you go on to the Imperial side and you see all these little stories. Like, how did the clones feel? Like, sorry, not the clones, but the stormtroopers. Well, in that case, the clone, because it's a story. But still, you kind of see like what has been going on for like that entire time and like kind of like the background of it. And that's just why I really enjoyed it for the most part. And um, I did play a couple Lego games. Uh, I think it was like the Complete Saga, and uh, I I just loved that game. I did every single 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 part of that game, and uh, then I kind of played the Force Unleashed for a long time on the Wii. That's how I played it on the Wii first too, and then I got yeah. an Xbox, and then again like the versus mode <laughs> yeah like that was it's always been my thing is like put a ver give me a fighter yeah. an actual star wars fighter not a yeah. cancerous one like Terras kaze yeah and I'm what sorry. was cool like I'm, with I'm interrupting you i'm sorry you're, you're good you're good and what was cool like the wii version of the force unleashed was like you could use the uh like the wii remote as like a lightsaber so i always felt like i was actually like star yeah. and i was muffing people up so I really like that. And like whenever I did like a force push, I would always use like the other little like controller, like the nunchuck, and just like press Z and she'd be like, Phew! and then like whenever I choke someone, I'd like do that same motion. So I felt like I was actually star killer in the game. And this was like when I was like seven or eight. So that's kind of like, kind of helped me a lot with uh, Star Wars, which helped me really like Star Wars a lot. But my top favorite, definitely Battlefront 2, 2005. Yeah, battle. I love Battlefront as well. Yeah, and I had it on my old PlayStation Two, and then uh, we got a new PlayStation Two. It's like a little slim white one, and I actually still have it, and I still have the memory card in it. Like, it, let me see. I have it right here. It's a sixteen megabyte uh, storage. Oh my! So it's yeah, pretty TJ? good. Yes. What are your video games? Nice of the Old Republic 1. I logged over 800 hours on my first save that I ever played of that. Uh, don't ask me how. Uh, 
then <laughs> uh, I'd say my second favorite game of all time, Star Wars game, would have to be, oh my god, that's loud. Uh, what was that? That was Logan messaging the crew. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I like I like the story of Knights of the Old Republic. I just Revenge of the I Sith had a really good game, game had really good gameplay. Yeah, oh my god, yeah. Um I, I could never get into Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, I also loved um the Jedi Academy games as well. I play a lot um, of Rogue Squadron. Yeah, I just Knights of the Old Republic, I could never get into it. Like I love the story. Like I know the story. And I love Revan and Malik and Malgus and all of those characters, but like, I just could never get into that. Like the mechanics of that game, it just wasn't for me. And I'm so disappointed that I can't make my brain get that game. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's it's not it's not an every man's game. That's for sure. No, no, it is not. Well, I think that's all we have to talk about on this episode of the Do Back Discussion podcast. Uh, stick forward to many, many special guest hosts and awesome episodes and a resistance rundown every week. Thank you for joining me on this wonderful Tuesday. Cold, rainy, it fucking sucks here in Pennsylvania. But anyway, that's- dude, I've been bubbling up the whole episode. I have like a big ass blanket wrapped around me. I love <laughs> this weather because I can get all snuggly. I feel you. <laughs> But that's Bardo signing off. This is Jared, the Dark Jedi, signing off. And remember to stay tuned for my interview with uh, Dupree Jones. And this is Joe the Rogue signing off. And for our outro song. Don't mess with the best white best. Oh, Jesus like Christ. Kind of- Here we go. These songs frustrate me, but they slap as well, so like I can't make up my mind if they piss me off or if I love them or not. I'm a go bop, it's gone nuts, kinda scary. Jobs to cover, I'm really a revolutionary. Bounty hunter, gunner, don't lead, white buds. See me, I've been feeling cause we gonna get fucked up. 21B, homie, you can't afford this. Man in car with a little bit of mortis. No toe cable, no cloaking device, just reliable recovery for a reasonable price. I got four cups, you can call them clones. Cover shine, you can call it chrome. Import AI with mine and four chassis. The fifth decline is crazy if you ask me. Take a backseat in my Chevrolet. Let me tell you about my plan to make a better day. Let me tell you who I am and how I paved the way. Made a cool for how to say, I can't help it, Dave. Again, I want to know how this came together. Like, I don't know if you got me on tape saying this, but like. <laughs> I, I, this guy is okay. I have an idea. What's up? You know the bounty hunters from Empire Strikes Back, right? Yeah, they're super cool. Okay, like you know, like vehicles, right? Yeah, like Slave One and the Soulless One. No, 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 no. Not their vehicles. Like Earth vehicles. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, what if Bosk was like driving a car? Why would you. What about it? What if I made a rap song about it? Why would you do that? I'm about to.
Right, Why are you gonna I'm play gonna... your hate on IG88? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that was so.